1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: All right, tons of text here, and Jeremy Rutherford will add to this because he's written about it so much. But uh, my best friend named his son Griffey, that's from the 314, uh, LOL, I am named after Michael Jordan, born in 1990. Uh, Also, we named our new dog Stanley after the Stanley Cup. Uh, From the 434, my baby boy is named Ozzy Dean after Ozzy Smith and Dizzy Dean. Wow. Uh, Let's see. We also have, uh, uh, we already know we will name our son Jaden after Schwartzy. Uh, My friend named his daughter Layla right after the Blues won the Cup. Oh, wow. Here's one from the 314. I was named after Brett Hull. I was born in 91. We had now to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and uh, Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider from The Athletic. I know that you've written a lot about this and talked to a lot of people who have been named after or named their kids after members of the Blues.
1: Yeah, I did. I wrote a story about this uh, several months ago, and I got to say, it was one of my favorite stories to write. And just talk to some of these people and hear the stories uh, behind it. You know, you heard a, a lot of a dads pulling in the household trying to get the the wife to okay naming uh, their kid after a, a blues player and, and what that took to pull that off. And my favorite one, guys, was uh, when I when I talked to the family that named their son Vladimir. So this is uh, mm-hmm. obviously an American couple that lives in St. Louis. And she said the funny part was when they'd go to uh, the grocery store and, and he'd be sitting in the cart and uh, she'd say, Vladdy, Vladdy, and get a lot of tur- uh, a lot of heads to turn.
0: That's great. By the way, uh, you'll want to tell your partner this one, too, from the 314. Here's one for you, Randy. I'm a lifelong Blues fan, and my son's name is Barrett with just one T. Yeah, there you go. So I named after Barrett Jackman.
1: Lots of them. And when I did a story on Justin Falk a couple days ago, I called down to Carolina and interviewed one of his former uh, defensive teammates, uh, Brett Pesci, and uh, Brett is named after uh, Brett Hall.
0: How about that? Wow. That's amazing. Well, speaking of Justin Falk, JR, he seems to have found his way with the Blues. He's sticking up for his teammate, getting in a fight the other night, and he just seems to be playing on a different level. What are you seeing in Justin Falk compared from last season to this season?
1: Well, I'm seeing a guy, Michelle, with a lot of awareness. You know, we go back to that uh, piece I wrote about him last year where he said that he just didn't play well. And I remember him saying that, look, I'm a fan of the Minnesota Vikings, and, you know, I get excited when they bring in free agents. And then when they don't play well, it's a story. I realize my play is a story. There was a lot of awareness there and so when I spoke to uh, Brett Pesci this week he said this is a guy that owns it this is a guy that'll say look I didn't play well and and do something about it and so I think we started to see that change in the bubble in the Edmonton bubble he played well uh, but a completely different player in St. Louis this year and and this isn't the first time in his career obviously that he's played this well he's a three-time all-star and highly thought of in his nine years in Carolina but in St. Louis they saw uh, a Justin Falk that, that that wasn't very good and I think what he's doing right now michelle is he's just playing the game the right way making the simple plays i know that's cliche but when you talk about uh, your gaps with uh, uh, forwards coming into the zone he's playing them the best right now of any blues defenseman he's getting shots on net and for a, a, a smaller guy he's throwing his weight around and, and we saw him the other night especially throw his weight around sticking up for a teammate and taking on mark stone so just doing everything possible right now and, and he's completely turned himself around here
0: JR, the nature of sports is that we do make quick judgments on players, like we did with Justin Falk. So I want to get your snap judgment on what you've seen in seven games from Mike, Hoffman, six games from Mike Hoffman.
1: Yeah, it hasn't been good. It really hasn't. And I know uh, early in a game, a couple games ago, I tweeted that Mike looks, uh, you know, more aggressive. You know, it was two minutes into the game, and he already had a couple shots. Uh, but I just haven't seen it. I, I haven't seen a player uh, that now he's playing with uh, Robert Thomas a lot. Neither one of them. Are really driving the play and and i really like robert thomas and i think he's going to be a good one and and perhaps we'll see it soon uh but he and, and mike hoffman just haven't figured it out on that line here lately but with uh with regard to hoffman especially uh you know i think he's gotta shoot it more that's his forte that's why they brought him in here and, and there haven't been a ton of shots. I think he had five through like the first uh, five or six games. Taking off the number one power play, Randy, I mean, that's that's exactly why he was brought here. Mm-hmm. And so right now you look at the, the Blues, they're getting some production from that top line, O'Reilly and, and Perron now. But they absolutely have to get it from that third line with Hoffman and Thomas.
0: Jer, someone else is not going great for right now is Vince Dunn. He was a healthy scratch against Vegas. There's rumors that he's on the trade block. What do you think the future holds for Vince Dunn and the Blues?
1: Yeah, I think the Blues can be a little patient. Now I say that, and they'll trade him this afternoon. But <laughs> I, I, I think they can be a little patient, just because uh, you, you can never have enough depth on defense. And so, even though he's not playing well right now, he's been a pretty good player for his four years in St. Louis. And while you like Mikola, you really do. You know, can you pencil him in? You know, for the last uh, fifty games or so, it, it, probably. I guess, I guess you can, but um, you, you don't want to move Vince Dunn, and maybe you find yourself in, in a COVID situation where you lose a couple players. And you, you got to have that depth. But at the same time, and I broke it down in my article today, there are reasons to trade him that make sense. You're going to have to shed some salary when Tarasenko comes back from long-term injury reserve. That would be a way to shed some salary. Also, you have the expansion draft with Seattle coming up next summer, and the Blues can only protect three defensemen. You got Krug, you got Pareco, and now with Falk, maybe you have to protect him. And then, so there's a possibility you could lose Vince Dunn uh, for nothing. So uh, if you can get a first round draft pick, and, and the Blues next year, next summer, they don't have a second rounder because they gave it up to Buffalo in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. So, you know, that could replenish the picks there. So there are some reasons why you might look to move them.
0: JR, when you look at the the nominal Western Conference, I wonder what team really is happy with the way things are going. The Central Division, Nashville leads with a record of four and three and eight points. Their number two team in the Central, Columbus, is two two and three. Then you look at the the Honda West, where Vegas is five and one, but they really haven't beaten anybody because they started off with Anaheim and Arizona. The Blues in there in second place at four two and one. Colorado four and three. I have to believe that pretty much every team in the West believes that there are things that they have to do to get a lot better in the remaining 50 games of the season.
1: Yeah, and that's why the other day, you know, when I when I wrote a piece, I said that I uh, should temper uh, these concerns, and then they go out and they lose one Sunday to uh, to L.A., and everybody's uh, up in arms again. So I get it. But, yeah, if you look around the league, uh, there's a lot of teams, and the teams that you mentioned, they, they all have some issues. Look what uh, Columbus just went through with uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. And, uh, you know, they're trying to figure things out. And then even Vegas, you know, talking to Alex Petrangelo the other day, he said even though they were 5-1, and one, he said that uh, their best game was probably the one nothing win over Arizona. And he's still looking, uh, trying to play his best hockey. So they, they haven't uh, put it all together yet. So, so I agree. I think the biggest thing is, and I know you guys have touched on this the past couple of weeks, uh, just a 10-day training camp. And uh, no exhibition games, these guys are all trying to figure it out. Maybe we're talking in two weeks about how Mike Hoffman has uh, five goals. I just think that uh, this has been a weird offseason, a weird lead-up to the year. And now these teams with some games, six, seven games under their belt, uh, can finally start to put it together.
0: And I want to talk about something. You brought up Pierre-Luc Dubois who got traded last weekend for Brian, uh, Patrick Laine. He goes to Winnipeg and Winnipeg see, says, oh man, we finally got that center that we've been looking for and they obviously have some really good players up the middle. But now Columbus has nobody. And you look around the league, JR, at what the Blues have, the fact that they can move a guy like Thomas around or Shen around. But when you have O'Reilly, Shen, Bozak, Thomas, Sunquist. There are not many teams that, from a depth perspective, are better up the middle than the Blues are.
1: Yeah, and you can put uh, barber Chef in there if yep. you didn't mention uh, his name. It's just a group of them. And, uh, you know, something funny is when I was working on that piece yesterday on Vince Dunn, and, you know, he put out a memo to all the uh, beaters across the athletic and, and say, hey, you know, if, uh, if, Vince Dunn is, is on the block. Would your team be interested in him? And and what do you think they would offer for Vince Dunn? And, and I, I remember one of the writers responded to me and said, hey, how about a center? And I said, no, nope, I think they're okay there. So uh, Doug Armstrong, I wrote about it recently, has done a tremendous job of rebuilding uh, the center position and, and Randy and Michelle, you guys both know, I mean, we can go back uh, just a handful of years and the blues had nothing up the middle, mm-hmm. but you make the trade for Shen. Uh, you make the trade for Sunquist. You get Robert Thomas in the first round of that draft. Um, they, they are just uh, loaded up the middle. Again, you like to see more from Robert Thomas. I, I think he's developing, uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, you're right. Columbus, a good team, but now with that situation with the nothing up the middle. So uh, they're going to have to find something.
0: Jerry, you wrote about this at The Athletic as well, and everyone should check out the great work that you're doing there. But the NHL announced that after reviewing it, they're not going to suspend Mark Stone for that hit on Tyler Bozak. What do you think? Was that the right call?
1: Yeah, I saw Randy's tweet, and Randy, uh, it made me think uh, you would have liked to have been on that email thread yesterday with the player safety department when I was talking to them. (laughs) 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 To ask them a few questions, you know, because obviously you don't put any of your own opinion or your own, Uh, emotion, what you thought about uh, the play when you're talking to those guys. But that's what they explained to me. They explained that they felt that there wasn't a lot of force with uh, the hit and and the contact wasn't, uh, the point of contact wasn't uh, the head. And uh, there is an injury. Bozak won't be in the lineup uh, tonight, but uh, according to player safety, this isn't from the Blues, the injury occurred when he hit the ice. You know, you could say the chicken or the egg. Well, he doesn't hit the ice if uh, (laughs) he doesn't get hit. The way he did uh but they did not feel that this was a suspendable hit and uh, the interesting part to me guys is that uh you know over the years you'd have a situation like that where maybe a guy gets off on a suspension but you move on to the next city so you're not playing them two nights later but now with the way the schedule is set up you are playing these back-to-back games against teams and it's going to have a, an impact on that next meeting so i know that they already dropped the gloves falk and stone uh the other night but pretty interesting tonight knowing that mark stone will be back on the ice after not getting uh, any supplemental discipline
0: last thing jr based on what you heard from the players in coach barubi after the game the other night and then yesterday and based on the way that the blues have played the second of these series what do you expect to see in the early going tonight from the Blues?
1: Well, it's one thing with these second games, right? So they're 4-0 and in the first game and 0-2-1 in the second game. So they're going to get a chance to get their first victory in the second game tonight. The one thing I can tell you – Uh, You know, the the contact with the players a little bit limited with these brief zooms that we get, Uh, but uh, they're aware of it and they know that they haven't played well. And they, you know, the things that you would think they would say, got to have more passion. Craig Bruby has said that in in these second games, they got to understand the determination level of these clubs. And and this isn't LA or San Jose, no disrespect to them, uh, but, but Vegas is a good team. They're obviously uh, looked at uh, at the top of this West division, got off to a really good start. And uh, we're down by two goals in the third period the other night. So I do think we're going to see a hungry Vegas team. And, and uh, the Blues, for once, in a second game, are going to have to put it together and come out and play like they mean it.
0: Jeremy and I both covered the 99 Rams, and they mm-hmm. had a strength coach named Billy Long who would get the team fired up by uh, <laughs> chanting, got to go to work, got to go to work, before games. <laughs> That's what they, they need Billy Long, right? They need a got-to-go-to-work go guy.
1: They do, they do. They need some sort of T-shirt with the got to go to work on the front and, you know, (laughs) hey, let's figure it out in second games on the back or something.
0: (laughs) Exactly. JR, always great to have you with us. Keep up the great work at The Athletic, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, brother. That is our friend Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic on 101 ESPN.
1: Want your business to have the best opportunity for success? Take a tip from tech industry leader Intel when you move or expand in Ohio. The new Silicon Heartland is the place forward-thinking business leaders find ample talent, a highly ranked business climate, convenient central location, plus an especially low-risk environment for site selection. Where else can you have all the room you need to grow while rubbing elbows with the giants in your industry? Visit successinohio.com today. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from ten popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at Discover.com slash online privacy protection.